When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. point average, which means he's Julio Jones or Chris Godwin from last year, and neither one of those players had great campaigns overall from a fantasy football perspective. I'm not saying Justin Jefferson's going to be a bust. Absolutely not. I think the kid could actually score more touchdowns this season than he did last year, but I do think there is a very distinct possibility that the reception totals and the yardage totals go down. Remember, uh, NFL defensive coordinators now have one full year of tape on Justin Jefferson at the pro level, uh, and they're certainly going to be utilizing that to defend him better this upcoming season. What's up with that? What's up with all the Justin Jefferson slander this week? I, I, he's off the ESPN top 10 wide receivers list. You got a, this random fantasy guy just casting shade. Is this like some sort of weird expected regression thing? Probably. Well, 1,400 yards. All right, he's probably going to only have 1,300 but yards. But he was also right? ignored for two or three games. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you take out. So that's really in what a span of thirteen games. Those first you know three what games I have to say didn't play. So, who was that fantasy guy? That was it. Wasn't Matthew Barry? No, it was some other guy. fantasy. It was, guy. it was some other right. dude. Fabiano. Right. Fabio. Fabio. He changed careers. Fabi not going to be uh, giving I want me fantasy to advice help anymore. You with your fantasy league team yeah. now. You know what he needs to do? He needs to chill. Mm-hmm. He needs to chill. I feel chill. I know you guys do because oh, yeah. of chill boys. I have, I have best I have best boxers, boxer briefs you're going to find. It's a Minnesota-based company, and at Chill Boys, they're passionate about one thing, your comfort. All right, what's your word today to describe how you feel wearing your Chill Boys? Excellence. Excellence is my word, and, and here's why. For the first 50 years of my life, when I was in need of... Of boxers, because I'm a boxers guy. Mm-hmm, me too. Briefs guy as a kid. <laughs> oh, I don't appreciate that, mom and dad. But a boxers guy now. For the first 50 years, I would go and, uh, you know, let's say Target or something, right? And be, be like, where can I find the boxers? And I would buy what I could get. And sometimes they were fine. Sometimes they weren't. But, I mean, it was just a really, well, it's underwear thought process, right? Chill Boys has changed that. Chill Boys now has me knowing, knowing what boxers and underwear excellence is and that's a product that keeps you cool comfortable and happy every moment that you're wearing it chillboys.com two words for you bamboo fabric Mm. read up on it this is purple Mm. daily phil Mackey, judd zolgad our executive producer declan goff also presented by tcl enjoy more of what you love with tcl and boys we have another set of rankings for y'all today we love rankings on this show ESPN.com, 
So they have a metric called pass blocking win rate. They've got run blocking win rate. It's the ESPN.com analytics department. And they have ranked every team in the NFL based on what they project each team's pass blocking win rate to be, 1 through 32. So it's basically how often do individual players on the player side and teams sustain their pass blocks for at least 2.5 seconds using player tracking data from NFL's next-gen stats. So pretty simple. Did you give, did you give your team 2.5 seconds or more uh, or your quarterback to at least scan his options down the field. And so PFF has had the Vikings pass blocking unit as one of the bottom five in the league, basically throughout Kirk Cousins' career here. I will tell you, ESPN.com, next-gen stats, had the Vikings 18th in the NFL last year. Their pass block win rate was 56%. The number one team in the NFL was the Packers at 74% and the Browns at 71%. But according to ESPN.com, last year, the Vikings pass blocking unit was kind of middle of the pack. It was 18th, which is actually way better than I would have thought. So before I go any further and, and, and we unveil where they have the Vikings ranked after drafting Christian Derrissaw and, uh, and what they have this year, are you guys a little surprised to see that they are actually more mid-pack in pass protection according to this metric? I wonder what the uh, Kirk stands have to say about that then, because that's... Uh... We talk a lot about the fact that if Kirk only got the protection, if Kirk's line was good, if Kirk, and you know what, I, I do, by the way, buy into and agree with a bunch of that. Uh, but yeah, those, that's surprising. I would have said, if you had asked me at the start of the segment, I would have said, yeah, probably 26th or lower, which is yeah. awful, but it, that's how it felt. So I will, the one thing that, you know, we really haven't talked about much um, that was an interesting thing about the 2020 season was, you know, Riley Reef was good. We, yes. we talked about that a while back, but we haven't brought that up in quite some time. Your left tackle was good. And I feel like when your left tackle is good, uh, your guard play, obviously, especially before Ezra Cleveland was inserted, a right guard had some problems. But, you know, your tackle play was pretty solid. And Reef, I think we all were like, oh, Riley Reef's terrible. He wasn't terrible. In fact, he was good. So if I think about that, I'm a little less surprised, but I still would have put him 26 or below. Um, they're, they're run blocking. So they were 18th in pass block win rate last year. They were 21st in run block win rate. So they were actually relative to the league. According to this metric, they were actually better as a pass protection unit last year than a run blocking unit. So that's, it's interesting. It's information to you. So, uh, this year they've projected everyone based on who the starters are supposed to be. And obviously it's a little bit tough for the Vikings because, you know, we project them to have two rookies starting along the offensive line. And then Ezra Cleveland moving to a position he hasn't played before in left guard. But number one is the Cleveland Browns. Number two, Green Bay Packers. Number three, Arizona Cardinals. Number four, Seattle Seahawks. So squeaky wheel Russell Wilson they've, getting what he They've done he wants, a lot right? of work with that thing. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Buffalo Bills, number five. Chiefs, number six. They made some... Major overhauls to their offensive line. I'm going to keep scrolling. I'm going to keep scrolling. Oh, I'm I'm past 18, and I'm scrolling well, further now. You probably missed. You might want to go you back and find the Vikings. Yeah, Let me go back up. Though. I'll go back up. Sorry, I might have missed. No, Tampa 16, Broncos 17, Washington 18. Uh, Vikings projected to be 24th. Mm. So they're projected to go from 18th to 24th. 
and their projected offensive line is Christian Derrissaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Wyatt Davis, and Brian O'Neill. Here's the write-up. Derrissaw uh, was a well-regarded pass-protecting prospect selected in the first round in April. The reality is that rookies, even first-rounders, are a mixed bag. Our model at ESPN.com treats rookies as below-average starters. I took a stab at making first-round rookies a specific variable, but it hurt the model's accuracy. So it's going to be skeptical of a line like this without any proven strong talent. It actually expects a step back from last year. So the way they explain it, as they said there, is they're they're viewing Derrissaw and Davis as below average because it's so hard to project what a rookie might do. Um, so I guess your overall thoughts, like the fact that ESPN.com has the pass blocking as not a train wreck last year and maybe getting worse because of maybe I think we're probably sitting here saying, oh, well, Derrissaw and, and Wyatt Davis are going to just improve the offensive line. Well, Riley Reef was a top half of the league left tackle, to your point. So just to equal Riley Reef, if you're Derrissaw, is going to be a task. Mm-hmm. I think anything is better than Dakota Dozier, though. So I tend to think that just putting a non-disaster out there for a 1,000 snaps is going to be a magic elixir to some extent. But what are your thoughts digesting this? My thoughts are very simple. There's two places. There's a question mark, and then there's two places where this line absolutely has to improve. I think Ezra Cleveland going from right guard to left guard will be fine because he played left tackle and he played right right guard. Excuse me, as I Easy. knocked Judge my just, no, I, lo- I did, lost did Sid's my bobblehead. Just come to life there. What happened? I knocked my sino- hey. bat up from my Sonoma. Hey, you bobblehead. Anyway, I gotta talk to you. Thanks, Miguel. Um, Judge's been drinking. So surly. <laughs> never drinking some surly. Never, IPA never. Ne- I would never drink on on the job unless unless I was home talking to Declan. So. When you put in Cleveland at left guard, I think you'll be fine because he previously played left tackle, so he knows how to play the left side of the line. The keys to me as far as have to show improvement is, and the slam dunk one, Garrett Bradbury. Dude has to be good now. Like, if he's not good, again, I'll go back to saying this. If he's not good overall, so I'm not, I don't show me, oh, look, he can run block. If he is not sufficient in pass protection, that's a first-round bust now. That's a big deal. Like, you just had a first-round pick bust. So we probably need to focus more on our expectations for him in particular because he's now going into, I believe it's his third year, and the expectation is that, you know, when when really good pass rush guy who plays three technique is lined up against him, he has to stop him. Previously, he's been thrown backwards sometimes in, into the stands. Um White Davis at guard has to be serviceable. I don't think he has to be great, but Phil, I would tend to agree with you, which is starting Dakota Dozier was football malpractice, and White Davis should not be that. And then Darius is sort of the wild card, because I think it's going to be a good pick. I think he's going to be good. Uh, don't sell short the fact that Reef is coming off a good season, but for the long term, I actually, I'm not criticizing this move. I like this move. Um, but if I was to put together a, a sort of checklist of what I want to see from day one, I think my most important one is Garrett Bradbury. You better be damn good. Yeah, I'm tired of you not being I agree. good. I'm I'm kind of scrolling through. I this is all very fascinating. These just sort of simplifying offensive line as a unit and how well they protect against the pass rush, how well they you know clear the way for the run. 
So how about this on the flip side? So team pass rush win rate. So as a defense, how often are you disrupting the opposing team's quarterback? And the Vikings were 30th last year. Mm-hmm. Daniel Hunter out. Uh, Michael Pierce out, right? Like they just didn't have their allotment of guys. They were starting backups along the defensive line. Yep. They went out and they fixed that. They signed. So Daniel Hunter coming back, they made him happy contractually. Sheldon Richardson should help up the middle with some push. So they, they addressed it. The other thing, and this is what I'm sure Mike Zimmer had this flashing through his head all off season. And then free agency, they went and fixed it. Um, run stop win rate. So how often are you stopping the opposing team from doing what they're looking to do in the run game? And it's all very much bunched together. It's you don't see the wide gap like in pass protection, but the Vikings were 32nd dead last in the NFL in, in um, run stop win rate. Yes. So, so they're mindful of these, of these numbers. And I don't know, this is all very, this is a uh, nerd football stat territory we've gotten into here, but I think the biggest takeaways are the offensive line, according to this metric, wasn't as bad as people thought at holding up for Kirk last year. And the offensive line isn't guaranteed to just magically be better because you've put Christian Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis in. There's got to be development during camp. There's like These guys have to really soak everything in and get it because you don't have great backup options for those guys. Right now, Dakota Dozier is like your backup swing guard. And... Um, I don't know that you even have another starting caliber tackle on your roster that you would trust for 500 snaps. So the pressure Rashad is on Hill those rookies. It. Yeah, I mean, like if and, you and trust he, him, you know, for fine. a month, he's it. Yeah, yep. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the development of those guys during Football. training camp. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night in the NHL, it is tomorrow night, right? Wednesday yep. night, the expansion draft. So in the NHL, the Seattle Kraken are going to get to basically choose a player off every roster and make their own NHL team tomorrow night. And the way that they do it in the end, there's like two different ways you can sort of protect your roster. But basically you get like nine players to protect, a goalie and then eight skaters, you know, forwards and defensemen. And so we thought it'd be kind of fun here on Purple Daily is if we held our own Purple Daily protected list for a hypothetical expansion draft who would be on our protected lists for the vikings and here are the parameters all right okay so we can protect nine total players one quarterback and eight other players and last year's rookies and this year's draft picks are excluded the nhl basically says if you have two years of experience or less in the nhl so caprice off right you're not eligible so so last year's rookies and this year's draft picks excluded. So Justin Jefferson, Kellen Mond, Christian Derrissaw, Cam Dantzler, etc. Those guys are excluded. So who's your one quarterback and who are your eight non-quarterbacks that you guys would protect? Dex, you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm protecting Kirk because I'm not protecting Jake Browning or Nate Stanley. I can't speak for Judd Zolgad or Phil Mackey, what they're going to do with their quarterback protection we'll see. list. I want to see what we'll Phil does. See. I, I think we're going to get some smart acre response here. Oh, come on. Come on. Exactly. That's right. All right. My eight <laughs> protection. Eight protection list. Yep. Brian O'Neill. Irv Smith. Adam Thielen. Alex Madison. What? Alex Madison. Okay. Oh, my God. I see what he's doing. Daniil Hunter. Dalvin Tomlinson. Harrison Smith. Eric Kendricks. I am clearing out that Dalvin Cook contract. Who wants it? Also, 
if we're exempting the first and second year players, there's going to be some guys that are going to have to get off this team and someone who's going to have to go away. I'm clearing out the Dalvin Cook contract. I'm keeping Alexander Madison for one more year. Drafting a new rookie if I want in the next draft. I can do whatever I want. I just freed up a bunch of cap space. I expose Dalvin Cook in my protection list. Wow. I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. That's a curveball right there. That's a curveball. So you're letting Dalvin Cook go for nothing. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that you get the, the cap space. And his contract, I think his contract really starts kicking in this year. So you're just you're just good with Dalvin. You're just yeah. done with Dalvin. And Madison, One of the best players in the NFL. And and in the more I watch him play, Madison, I I, I like him enough. But I mean, he you know he's no he's a Dalvin. Guy. He's just a guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy. I mean, he's he shows you that like you can just find a guy to run for four and a half yards of carry. And I mean, he Alex Madison is the reason why. You look a little sideways at teams that pay Dalvin Cook and mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott, right? Absolutely. But I have a, I, I'd have a hard time, and I know that this exercise is tough because no matter what you do, you're going to leave Pro Bowl caliber players exposed potentially. I was actually so. surprised how simple this was for me. Like I thought, I, I started this list, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to make some decisions here. This is okay. as easy of a list of protected players in any sport as I've ever done. Wow, and yeah. I do well, protected Nate, lists Nate, Nate Stanley all the for time. Sure. Well, no, Jake Browning. I mean, when you're looking at a future franchise quarterback like Jake Browning, <laughs> who you signed to a big free agent deal, who actually might have got you penalized for all I know and lost you a seventh round pick. I was really actually to, to that point. So, so part of Dex's logic is there's a couple contracts here that you could probably just do without, and in your mind, Delvin Cook is one of them. But you, but you protected Kirk, and Kirk is the second highest paid quarterback to the cap in the NFL next year. This would have been your chance to get out from underneath that Kirk Cousins contract, yes. but you protected him. But we're assuming that this is... Go- Explain yourself, I guess. Uh, I know what I'm getting in Kirk. It's too early to just say Kellen Mond's the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice that Kirk Cousins is still that dude, and I still have Justin Jefferson. I still have the, the receiving but weapons. But Dalvin's a key part of your 2021. Dalvin is a part of a old-school 2003 offense, and I want to get this in a pass-heavy he offense. The ball. Wow. And can you leave Mike? Can you leave Mike Zimmer unprotected? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I, yeah. can I protect Clint Kubiak, but also expose Mike Zimmer? I would I would even think about doing that so as well. So you're, you're wow. saying that the gap between Cousins and Mond and the other backups is uh, Grand Canyon— mm-hmm. But the gap between Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison is not nearly as wide. Like mm-hmm. you could, you could still get your four, four, four and a half yards of carry. Yep. And, All right, Judley. All right, I went with a far more predictable list, and again, it was really, really simple. I thought there'd be tough decisions, and there wasn't. I am also because I did this list just to be clear. First of all, I did this list assuming that it was a 2021. So, like, like this would have been done in like April or something. So I did this list not looking towards the future, but looking directly at 2021. Daniil Hunter, protected. Dalvin Cook, thank you very much, protected. Eric Kendricks, Brian O'Neill, Harrison Smith, Irv Smith Jr., Adam Thielen. And my eighth one, I struggled a little bit, but it's not because I love guys. It's because I almost didn't care as much by this point. Dalvin Tomlinson. And then I protected Kirk. So I exposed... The four guys I've got written down that I exposed that I thought were interesting to expose. Anthony Barr, Garrett Bradbury, Patrick Peterson, if I had signed him and had to protect him, Michael Pierce. But then I did protect Kirk. Yeah. Who was your protection list again, too? It was Daniil Hunter, Mm -hmm. Dalvin Cook, Kendricks, O'Neal, Harrison Smith, 
Irv Smith, Thielen, Dalvin Tomlinson. Okay. Okay. All right. We're pretty close. I'll st- I'm going to start with, I'll sort of work my way to the drama here. All right. So, Daniil Hunter, Eric Hendricks, Brian O'Neill, Dalvin Cook, Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith Jr. And then I have Patrick Peterson protected because I think there's a big chance for a bounce back in 2021. Mm. Even though it's a one-year contract, and you might look and say, well, wait a second, Dalvin Tomlinson, it's a three-year, two-year contract. So I could I could listen to you on Dalvin Tomlinson because it's a it's I'd be giving up two years of him as opposed to one year of Patrick Peterson, but I just I you have more depth at defensive tackle than you do at corner right now. So I, I would just like if you take Patrick Peterson out of the equation, I get nervous about the other guys that are coming in. And then at quarterback, I'm protecting Kirk Cousins. Oh, <laughs> the thing on Pat. Yeah, you, I'm, not, I'm not that anti. Like that. Like he's still one of the 15 like best quarterbacks in the world, and you're still trying to do some damage and make a run in 2021. My so. logic on Pat P was actually age, and if you're an expansion team, I don't think you take him. So that that was my because so I do yeah. value him, but I don't think that he would be a guy an expansion team would pluck. The other names, like you know, Garrett Bradbury, it's it seems like oh, you can leave. You know, he's been underwhelming. Well, he is your starting center, and yeah, it's a big deal. You don't exactly have an amazing option behind him. So I, I did think on that one, Xavier Woods, just to make sure that you because you don't have a ton of depth at safety, and Xavier Woods is still young enough. Um, Anthony Barr, not really that hard of a decision when Eric Hendricks is protected. And then uh, Bashad Breland, too, but that's a one-year kind of a flyer guy. And he's, I think he's like 28 or 20. If I'm an expansion team, I'd probably take Michael Pierce. Um, Yeah, I mean, now he's got a calf problem, and he hasn't played in two years. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's he's like 27. You know, he's the type of guy that would be in his prime still. Or Bradbury. Yeah. If I'm an an Um, expansion team, because I don't care if I win, because I know I'm going to pack my stadium for three years. Oh, I'm also protecting uh, Brainerd International Raceway. I forgot to mention that because it's just a blast. You don't and get a nice protection. I wouldn't want to lose them to like Wisconsin or something. You know, I don't I want know. some other team. So uh, Brainerd International Raceway gearing up in a couple weeks here for another great weekend, July 30th through August 1st. The Moto America Group coming to Brainerd International Raceway for the first time. Um, super bike racing classes, 190 miles per hour of pure adrenaline. What needs to happen for us to get Judd on one of these bikes? Just going 190 I miles can't, an no, hour. No, no, no. Judd can't do that. <laughs> the wind blowing no, through your beard. No, Judd's too old your for that. <laughs> I, think the fa- uh, I think the fastest I could go in or on something was probably about 95. He, he says that, but then he's going to see Dakota Dozier at right guard at the start of training camp, and he's going to be in one of those. Cruisers right away coming right down to, to Zimmer's household. Yep. How fast can I that knock on Zimmer's door? So uh, VIP packages, camping, ticket information available at BIRMN.com. BIRMN.com. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is hosting the 2021 Land of Lakes Legends Classic August 6th and 7th. See some of the greatest names in the history of women's golf as they compete in the inaugural Land of Lakes Legends Classic presented by the Meadows at Mystic Lake. 
the Legends of the LPGA Tour is known for its fan-friendly environment, with lots of opportunities for autographs, limited roping, and photo ops after the rounds. To learn more about the August 6th and 7th event, stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by the Shakopee and Walkington Sioux community. All right, boys, are you ready? Are you yet your trivia hats oh. on here this Tuesday, Vikings trivia? Yes. Now, is this the competition, or do we work together on this one? I always forget which you guys, one we do. You guys get to work together on okay. this one. It's Thursday. This is, all, we... this is all a work in progress, though. We can, sure. we can change this and tweak this as we go. Yep. So I'm going to preface this one by saying the theme this week has to do with Adrian Peterson, who's hoping for a 15th year in the NFL this year. <laughs> he told Sports Talk 790, the training's going well. This is in Houston, by the way. Uh, the training's going well. I'm going to control the things I can control right now. When the time comes, somebody will give me a call. That's all I'm asking for. So no one's called him yet. Which is Sounds like me on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. My body feels good. I came out healthy from last season. My body feels strong. I still feel strong. I still feel good. I'm ready to play ball. So Peterson wants a 15th season in the NFL. Here's my question to you guys. Adrian Peterson's best rushing performance was obviously his 296-yard Record-setting day against the Chargers in 07. Yes. I just need, you know, now Judd complained about having these questions with, like, multiple answers, which I will bring back because those are fun. But I'm giving Judd his wish this week. I'm looking for one thing. Well, I'm looking for one thing and then a couple facts about the one thing. Can you tell me Adrian Peterson's second biggest single-season rushing total in a game in his NFL career? Okay. Second I'm looking for the single game rushing total. Okay. Yep, and I'm looking for the year that it happened, the opponent, and the general range of yards, like within five yards on okay. either side, Judd, is acceptable. The uh, first one that comes to mind to me is it's that same year, rookie year mm-hmm. against Chicago. At Chicago. At Chicago. The Longwell game. That uh, yes. And he ran for like, I think it was like two twenty. Like it was over two. It was um, over two. Was that was that oh six or oh seven? That would have been no. This would have been oh seven. Oh seven. Oh oh seven. He was a rookie. In that's 07. right. That's right. That's right. Yep. What am I talking about? Yes, Oklahoma um, does not count in this <laughs> exercise. That was the first game I thought of as well because I covered that game. That was the one. In fact, he then returned. If you recall, Dex, the kickoff late in that game, I believe, mm-hmm. that set up mm-hmm. the Longwell field goal that won that game. Because yep. he returned kickoffs as a rookie. If that's what you he was great in that game. If that's the first one that came to mind for you, l- let's just make sure here. Let's just have a discussion amongst friends. Sure. Cut Phil out of this. Um, would there be anything else we're overlooking? Because that's exactly what I thought. Um, another one that. Oh, comes- he did run for two thousand yards one year, and right. throw that out there. So a, a couple of them that come to mind to me. Um, Week one against the Browns with Favre, he had like a buck seventy five. Like he yes. ran all over and he those tra- fields, and he ran right over like two Browns players. Yeah, he it was one of them. the best stiff arms ever. Yes. I believe he stiff armed a guy like in on, five yards into the bench area. It was awesome. It was on the SI cover, I believe, the next <laughs> yeah, week. It's probably I'm, the greatest stiff arm of all time. Um, but in two, so in the two thousand, so in the in the record season, yeah, did he have any yeah. one game? There was. Uh, if he was on my birthday or the day out, it was the Rams game late in that 2012 year. Mm-hmm. He also had a big, big game. And that was like, again, in that, I think that 170 range. I, I, um, I you, you guys want one, one little tiny hint? I feel like we're not right because Phil keeps trying to mm-hmm. steer us away from 2007. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. 
or am I trying to well I to to beat you guys? Well, oh, what what's the hint? the hint? Let's hear the hint. Smart he man. has run for he has run for over two hundred yards six times in his NFL career. Jesus. All with the Vikings. Judd, how much did he run against the Packers in the Week 17 finale in 2012? That was a big day for him, too. Ooh, yeah, that was huge because he basically won that game single-handed. And Ponder played so well, his arm broke. Um, his elbow fell off. Uh, he ran for two-something that day, didn't he? Mm, I want to say he Probably did. Probably two. So I think I think our leading candidates are the Bears game in his rookie year. Packers game That at the Packers end. game at the end of 2012. At the Dome, yep. I know I mentioned the Rams won in 2012, but, I mean, clearly he had to have had, in that 2012 year, he he probably had at least three games of a buck 70. Yes. Because there's no other way you would get to 2,000 yeah, that Packer game. It. That Packer game, when did they take him out of that game, too? I, I, I feel like they took him yeah. out right before a milestone. It, um, I, I'm gonna real quick because Declan asked for it. He had five games of at least a buck seventy in that 2012 season, which Lord. is oh, that's incre- not a hint or anything. It's just it's incredible, an amazing stat. It's incredible. Okay, are you more comfortable with the Bears game decks or the or the Packers game? The Packers game is a good one too. I'm, I'm confident with the Bears game. Okay, I, I, I'm leaning more on the Bears game, even though okay. the Packers was more recent. Final answer? Yeah. You guys had it all. Along. Yes. Nice job. Yeah, he ran for 224 yards nice. and three touchdowns on just 20 well, carries. And look at the total 20 yards. 20 carries. Go, go back to his kickoff, the yeah. kickoff return yards, too, in that game. Yeah, he probably, probably close to yeah, uh, Four for a buck 28, and he caught one pass for nine yards. So he accounted for like 350-some-odd, 360 yards. A cold day and a rare win in Soldier Field, as I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. It was a chilly day. Uh, he had so here's the here's the list so 296 in 2007 yep. and then 224 against the Bears, then he had 212 at the at the Rams in week 15. Yep, of that's 2012. When on the run. That's yep. when Ponder went on that run. Yep. Home against Chicago 2013, he had 211 on 35 carries. Okay, don't remember that as well. At at Green Bay before the four game win streak in 2012, in a loss he went for 210. Mm-hmm. Then 2015 at Oakland he had 203, and then the last game of the year against Green Bay in 2012 it was a buck 99 to set the. That's what it was. Right under yeah, and they yeah. they're they, booing him. They're booing Childress. Well, they didn't get him. They they could have gotten him to the to the actual record, and they failed to do it, as yeah. I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't All right. nice, so, nice work, Dex. Yeah. Great work. You guys did a great job there teaming up. I feel like and, today uh, has been a Tuesday good day on, on the trivia front, except for the wild captaincies. Pretty good. Uh, that trivia experience presented also by our friends at Federated. They've been around for over 100 years in Owatonna, Minnesota. And uh, listen, they've been protecting businesses against 2,000-yard rushing performances or whatever the equivalent is. You're trying to play defense sometimes as a company and make sure that you manage risks, and that's where Federated comes in to help maximize your strengths as a business. Find out more about the resources and the tools and the people that they can provide for your business at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys. <laughs> we'll write that down action tomorrow, and uh, we appreciate everyone leading us up to training camp next week. We've officially made it through the doldrums of the football offseason, and we're still here every single day, daily Vikings entertainment. And uh, all we want is for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And they begin that journey again next week. See you guys tomorrow.